0: Hello friends. Welcome to Resting Church Face, a podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Allen, and this is episode 22. And this week we are going to talk about TV shows that are so much fun to go back and watch again. And also some shows that just don't hold up. So sit back, relax, brush up on your 80s and 90s slang, and let's get started. So I am a serial rewatcher of TV shows that I love particularly ones that I know all of the plot. I don't have to worry about any tension because I know how it's going to end. It's just really a comforting thing for me. I mean, I like this with movies too, but I feel like TV shows are something that I tend to put on in the background more often. If I'm cleaning, working, you know, doing dishes, which I guess also qualifies as cleaning. But there's just something comforting about having that, you know, low-level conversational hum of something that you know well in the background. So I started thinking about which shows I feel like are the best rewatchable shows. The shows that get funnier when you watch them again, because now you know the characters and you know where it's headed. Or the shows that you missed things the first time around, and when you watch it again, you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't notice that. So I made a list, and then I put that list into a couple of different categories that we'll talk about. I also, at the end of this episode, would like to talk about a few shows that... I tried to rewatch recently, and they were just not good. (laughs) There were shows that I used to like, but when I tried to watch them again, I was like, oh my goodness. So we will talk about those as well. All right, here we go. The first category I want to talk about is drama. Drama. So these are shows that are not necessarily crime dramas, they're not thrillers, they're just shows about everyday life. And the first show I want to talk about is very near and dear to my heart, and it is Felicity. Felicity started in 1998 on the WB. Do you guys remember the WB? (laughs) And it ended in 2002, and it started the year I went into college, my freshman year, and then it ended my senior year, so the year I graduated. So I would look at Felicity played by Carrie Russell, and be like, you know, samesies, even though we were on completely different levels of um, exciting life and looks. But I loved this show so much. So the show is about a girl named Felicity, played by Carrie Russell, who is very shy. She's really smart. She's from California, and she's had a crush on the same guy all through high school. His name is Ben, Ben Covington, played by Scott Speedman. She's never spoken to him. So the day of high school graduation she hands him her yearbook and asks him to sign her yearbook and he writes her this like really personal yearbook uh letter like you know he signs it and he talks about how he wished he'd gotten to know her and so she asks him where he's going to college and he tells her where he's going and so she already has a scholarship to stanford university and so she ditches it and ends up following this guy to a school in new york city and that's kind of how the show starts of course when she gets to the school he doesn't really remember who she is (laughs) So it it is just a great show about what it was like to be 18 to 22, like that age range in the late 90s, early 2000s. You know, there's a whole Ben versus Noel. These are two characters. I had a t-shirt that said Ben or Noel. And I changed teams all the way through that show. But there are so many people that ended up being famous that are on that show. You've got Jennifer Garner. This was her very first show. TV appearance. Um, it was also written and directed by J.J. Abrams, who, you know, went on to do Lost and the Star Wars movies and all those kinds of things. So it's just a really great show. You can watch this show. It is streaming on Hulu right now. So the next show I really wish was relatable for me because I would really love to be extremely rich and have lived in the early 20th century in England in a castle. The show, of course, is Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey is one of those shows that just makes you completely forget your real life when you're watching it. You are absolutely transported to the time and place. So it's about this family, the Crawley family. They are very well-to-do, very rich. They live in a literal castle (laughs) called Downton Abbey. And The show is just really about their life. So it really also shows the disparity between the upper class in England and also the downstairs class. So that's the maids, the servants, the chauffeurs, and what a difference their lives are, you know, are really like, how different it is for all of them. So a lot of this show, you know, kind of does make you wish that you lived during the jazz age and the flapper age and the, you know, they talk about the Titanic. That's how it starts. But it also makes you realize how lucky we have it, especially women's rights and being able to move from the place you were born as far as mobility wise, being able to reach another tier of money and earnings and how hard that was. I mean, because you know, back then, if you were born into a working class, it was really hard to get out of the working class. If you were born into a rich family, you had your way pretty set, which could also be kind of frustrating. So it's just a really delightful show. It, was six, it has six seasons. Um, there's also been two movies. I think they're even talking about doing another movie at some point. But you can find the show. It is streaming on Amazon Prime and on Peacock. And I think the movies are also on Peacock and Apple TV. You can find the movies pretty much anywhere. The last show in this category is a show that makes you feel like it is fall all year round. Because no matter what season it is on the show, It's fall. <laughs> And that show is Gilmore Girls, also started on the WB. It is a show about a woman named Lorelai who had a baby when she was 16 years old that she chose to raise by herself. Uh, Her daughter's name is Rory. And they have more of just a friendship relationship than mother-daughter, which, of course, leads to some problematic things later on in the show. But if you are a fan of really witty, fast-paced banter, this is absolutely the show for you. It's also a show where the scenery is as much a character. I think the town of Stars Hollow, Connecticut, where they live, is a character just like they are. It is. They've got a town square. They've got parades. They've got everybody knows everybody's name. You know the coffee shop is Luke's Diner. Luke is this grumpy owner. You know who you really are rooting for him and Lorelai to be together the whole show. It's just a charming, happy show. Now the only thing I will say is in rewatching some of it. The one thing that gets a little tedious is Rory. I think Alexis Bledel, who plays Rory, is just, uh, she can be a little bit irritating, especially on a rewatch, because you're just like, oh, stop it, in some of the areas and some of the plot lines. But for the most part, the show really does hold up. And it is streaming on Netflix right now. The next category is sitcoms. And let me say this first. I'm not going to talk about The Office because I do think The Office is possibly the best American sitcom ever made, which of course was influenced by a British sitcom. But, you know, it really is the the blueprint for how a good comedy should be. But everybody talks about The Office. So let me just say, it is fantastic. It's probably the funniest. But I'm going to talk about some things that are just as good Or, you know, almost as good as The Office. So, the first one I wanna talk about is New Girl. New Girl is one of those shows that I could do a whole podcast on. Like, I could just talk about it all the time. It's a show that you can watch over and over. It's always funny, it's always quirky, it's nuanced, it's just, it's the best. So it started in 2011 on Fox and ran for seven seasons. It stars Zoe Deschanel, Jake Johnson, Max Greenfield. And it is about a girl played by Zoe Deschanel named Jess Day who breaks up with her boyfriend and has to find a place to live really quickly. She's a school teacher. And she ends up moving into a really fantastic loft with a bunch of guys. And these are like guys' guys (laughs) that just don't know how to be around a girl. And at first they're really troubled by her. They think she's really weird, but then they just begin to love her and they really kind of form a family. Now I will say, and this may be an unpopular opinion, but I think that New Girl could have gone on and been extremely successful without Zoe Deschanel. I think she is the least important character in the show, even though it is called New Girl after her character. I think the characters of Jake Johnson and Max Greenfield, who play Nick and Schmidt, carry the They are so weird in the best way. And just their little quirks, the things that they say and do that just become, you know, kind of canon, it just keeps happening over and over. You just really begin to enjoy. And I will die on this hill. The I gave you cookie, got me cookie. That whole cookie episode about Nick and Schmidt is one of the best written episodes of any show I've ever seen. It's just the funniest. So you can watch New Girl now. It is streaming on Hulu and Peacock. So the next show is sort of a sister show to The Office. So I'm not going to talk about The Office, but I will talk about Parks and Recreation. Parks and Recreation was released in 2009. It ran for seven seasons. It stars Amy Poehler, Rashida Jones, Aziz Ansari, Nick Offerman, Aubrey Plaza, Chris Pratt, Adam Scott, and Rob Lowe, among many others. It is about this mid-level bureaucrat played by Amy Poehler who runs the Parks and Recreation Department in this small town of Pawnee, Indiana. And (laughs) she is, I can't really even describe the character because she is extremely optimistic, always cheerful, always wants the best, but just can't seem to get everybody on her level. And it's just about these people that work in this Parks and Recreation Department. And the more this is another case of the more the show goes on, the longer it gets, the funnier it gets, because the characters' motivations just get clearer and they're settling in. There's so many inside jokes in this show that you won't understand unless you watch the show, but when you do, you want to talk about it with everybody. Um, Rob Lowe is delightful in his character. It's one of the best Rob Lowe acting jobs, I think, ever um nick offerman this is his breakout role as ron swanson this guy that's just this no nonsense he doesn't really enjoy his job but he enjoys not enjoying his job there's so many guest stars um and there's so many little things that just keep happening throughout the show that are just hilarious i think my favorite is little sebastian the miniature horse that everyone loves except for one character who never quite understands why everybody loves this this miniature horse I think Chris Pratt, also this is Chris Pratt's big breakout thing that he did. He was originally cast as just a guest star and they loved him so much. They made him a regular on the show and his character, he plays this guy named Andy, who is just an idiot, is so lovable. You just, you root for everybody on the show. So Parks and Rec, I highly recommend it. I will say this, do not judge the show on the first season. So if you have never watched Parks and Rec, Watch the first season, but also know that the show changes significantly after that first season and gets a whole lot better. So I wouldn't judge the whole show based on the first season. So Parks and Recreation is streaming right now on Peacock. The last show in this category is Psych. Psych was a show that was released in 2006 on USA. It ran for eight seasons. It starred James Roday Rodriguez as Sean Spencer and Dulé Hill as his best friend Gus. And the show is about a guy named Sean, played by James Rode Rodriguez, who is just super observational. His dad was a police officer. He taught him how to just notice everything in a crime scene and in a room. So Sean kind of now unconsciously even will clock small changes, things that should be places that they're not or vice versa. And he gets to be so quick at this that he realizes that he can convince the police department that he is a psychic and can get hired as this consultant on all of these cases. And he will solve most of the cases claiming his, you know, psychic connection. But really he's kind of Sherlock Holmesing the whole thing. He can just really tally up a crime scene and figure out what is out of the ordinary. But that is just, you know, the skeleton of the show. It is so hilarious. His friend Gus is always not wanting to do anything, but then he gets really into it. And the pop culture references are so great. Um, there's a whole show dedicated to it's like a The Shining spinoff, which is, and which doesn't sound like that would be funny, but it is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I love the fact that Tears for Fears will just show up randomly in episodes, just playing music. There's so many little touches that you just really get to enjoy. There's also been, I think, at least two spinoff movies that are really funny too but Psych is just one of those shows that I feel like kind of goes under the radar and people don't really talk about it, but it is a great show. And it is streaming right now on Amazon Prime and Peacock. The next category is action adventure thriller shows. And the first show I want to talk about is also a J.J. Abrams production um, starring Jennifer Garner, and it is called Alias. So Jennifer Garner guest starred on Felicity and that's how she met J.J. Abrams and he thought she would be great for a new show that he was starting and it was released in 2001 on ABC it ran for five seasons starring Jennifer Garner as Sidney Bristow who's the main character and it also starred uh, Bradley Cooper in one of his very f- It may actually be his first role on TV. Victor Garber. There's just a lot of different people. And a lot of people from Felicity show up in this show, too, which is really fun if you like Felicity. Nice little Easter eggs. But it is about a girl who joins what she thinks is the CIA in college and then finds out that she actually is working for this underground kind of criminal ring. And she becomes a double agent for the actual CIA. It is so much fun. She plays all kinds of different characters, different accents. She wears all kinds of wigs and disguises. She travels all over the world, um, all trying to take down this, you know, this criminal organization. And Victor Garber plays her father. There's a love interest. Bradley Cooper is great in it. It's just so enjoyable and it's really fun to rewatch. So, Alias is streaming right now on Disney Plus. You can watch all of the seasons. So the next show is one that I didn't watch when it was on the air because I wasn't really that aware of it, but I did catch the reruns on Netflix when it was on there for a while. And it is called Chuck. Chuck stars Zachary Levi, who of course is now known for being in the Shazam movies. He was a voice on Tangled. He's been on Broadway. He's done a lot of stuff. But this is, I think, his first real show. And he is adorable in this show. In fact, his character kind of reminds me of Jim from the office if Jim from the office had started working for the CIA but was still on the office. <laughs> so the show is is funny but it's also got some, you know, action. It's just a lot of fun. So Chuck is this guy that works at Best kind of like a Best Buy store. He's on their geek squad. He was really smart. He went to Stanford and he kind of feels like he's let himself down by not really living up to his potential just working at Best Buy while a lot of his other friends have gone on to do a lot of different stuff. And one night he goes home from work and he gets an email from a college friend. And when he opens the email, he doesn't realize that his college friend works for the CIA. And he has sent him a really important file that he's trying to protect. And when Chuck opens the file, it somehow downloads all of the CIA's top secret files directly into his brain. Don't ask me how that happens. It is the magic of TV. You just go with it. But he now knows all of the identities of all their spies, all of their operatives. And so he is suddenly the CIA's most valuable asset. So they send a handler that works with him. And of course he falls in love with the handler. And he just travels all over the place. He's got all of these skills he didn't know he knew he possessed because of this download. Um, and he's fighting all of these spies, all of these bad guys. And it's, it's just the most entertaining show. Chuck is streaming on Amazon Prime and Max, which, okay, it's HBO Max. They just, like, last week decided that they were going to go by Max. Like, now they don't need a first name. They're too cool. But it's HBO Max. So, yeah, you can watch all of the seasons on Amazon Prime and Max. So, the last show in this category is called Fringe. It was released in 2008 on the Fox network. It ran for five seasons, and it stars Joshua Jackson of Dawson's Creek fame. And it is about a newly formed FBI branch um, called Fringe, and they investigate like paranormal activity, which sounds like it would be just like another X-Files type show, but it's so much more than that. It involves parallel universes, um, magic, there's some some kind of spooky-ish things about it. But it really is one of those shows that when you start watching it, it just really gets its, its hooks into you and you want to find out what happens next, especially when they start exploring the parallel universe side of things. There are some twists that are really surprising and just really well done. So Fringe is now playing on Max. <laughs> it just feels so weird to say that. It's HBO Max, but Max, you can watch all the seasons there. The final category is shows that are just nostalgic. These are the shows that, like I said in the beginning, you can put on the TV and just let them play in the background because you've watched them so much, you know what's about to happen. And they really just kind of transport you to a time that was just maybe a little bit simpler. So the first one I want to talk about is The Andy Griffith Show. The Andy Griffith Show ran from 1960 to 1968 on CBS, starring, of course, Andy Griffith, (laughs) Ron Howard and Don Knotts. And guys, it is just the most wholesome, relaxing TV show. It's still really funny. When I watch some of these episodes, I find myself laughing out loud so many times, especially with Don Knotts. His Barney Fife, that character, is so funny. This The episode in particular where he wants to sing in the church choir is one of the funniest episodes of TV ever. It's so Good. But it's also, you know, watching Ron Howard as just a small child. He is adorable. And then the character of Ernest T. Bass, I, I mean, it does not get funnier than that. I watch the show a lot with my parents and my grandparents. And so every time that show comes on and the whistling starts, which I cannot replicate for you because I cannot whistle at all, but it just calms me down. And you can watch all of the seasons on Paramount Plus, it is streaming there. So the next show, I wasn't technically really allowed to watch when it originally aired because my parents thought it was just a little too adult, but I snuck and watched a lot of them anyway, and that was The Golden Girls, and it aired from 1985 to 1992 on NBC. It starred Bea Arthur, Betty White, Rue McClanahan, and Estelle Getty, and it is about four women. Um, Three of them are in their 50s when the show starts, and then Sophia, who is supposed to be Dorothy's mother, um, it's supposed to be in her 70s, although in reality, I think Estelle Getty was actually the youngest of all the women. But it's just about these four roommates living together, and it is just hilarious. It is, the humor is biting in the best kind of way. It's snarky. Um, B. Arthur as Dorothy, her comebacks are just unbelievable. The looks that she would give, sometimes they don't even say anything, they just look at each other. And you'll laugh. And as an adult watching this show, it is so much funnier now because I do understand a lot more of it. Um, And it is a little spicy, I would say. There are some topics that, you know, you might not want your whole family to watch, but it is so funny. I even have a Shady Pines coffee mug. So if you've watched that show, you'll know what that means. But all the seasons of Golden Girls are playing on Hulu. And then the last show in this category is definitely the most nostalgic one for me, and that is Friends. So Friends aired from 1994 to 2004, 10 seasons. It starred Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, Lisa Kudrow, Matt LeBlanc, Matthew Perry, David Schwimmer, as just a bunch of friends that lived in New York city in the nineties and early two thousands live across the hall from each other. And it's just their lives. And I really don't feel like I need to go into all of the plot details because pretty much everybody has seen Friends. And as I rewatched the show, I mean, there are definitely some things we probably couldn't get away with today, but for the most part, it just holds up so well. It's still really funny. It makes me laugh every time. And I think the best nostalgic show for everybody is the one that reminds them of maybe the most simple time in their lives. We talked about a little about this at the beginning of this category, but it really is. This reminds me of high school and college, you know, the problems that I thought I had that were big problems that, you know, really weren't problems. Like, I would love to go back and have those quote-unquote problems. But, you know, I had time to sit down on a Thursday night and, and laugh and watch it live. This was before Netflix. This was before DVR. You know, it was on Thursday nights at a certain time on NBC. And, I mean, I remember watching the season finale and crying live as it happened in 2004. So Friends is always going to be that show for me, the one that I can always count on to put me in a good mood. I can quote it. I don't have to think too much about it, and it just automatically makes me feel happy. So yeah, Friends is streaming on Max. So that's all of the rewatchables that I think are the best. Now let's talk about the shows that just don't hold up at all. So one show that I really loved in the 90s, was Dawson's Creek. I'm just going to admit it. I really liked it. I was very into it. And I started to rewatch it not that long ago. And guys, it is the worst. (laughs) It is so bad. Okay, there's so many things that are so bad about it. One, no one talks in the way that they speak in this show. All of these 15-year-old characters are speaking like they have read the dictionary daily for years. (laughs) And... I mean just no nobody talks like this. And and all of them even the dumb characters have vocabulary that is mind-blowing. So that's my first problem. The second one is nobody is that that likable on the show. Joey is insufferable. Dawson is whiny. The only one that's kind of likable, I mean, Jen makes you want to punch something hard. The only one that's kind of likable is Pacey, Joshua Jackson, but even that not much. The the whole episode <laughs> The whole storyline where he is having an affair with his teacher, Tamara. It's not Tamara, it's Tamara. And she looks like a straight up 55-year-old woman. And I'm sure that this actress was in her early 40s, but the way that they have styled her, there is no 15-year-old that I know on the planet that would be attracted to a 55-year-old woman that looked like that. I'm sorry. There's just so many problems with this show. It's just, it's it's not good. Like you watch it and you're like, oh, Wow. We were very, but I think the episode that just takes the cake, guys, is the one in which Joey, played by Katie Holmes, is in a, she's in a pageant, and she decides to sing "On My Own" from Les Misérables. Guys, I have, it it reminds me so much of Fergie trying to sing the national anthem. I mean, it's that caliber of bad. But I will say. Dawson, James Vanderbeek, his acting in that scene is, is Oscar worthy. He is selling it. He looks at her like she is just the most talented thing he's ever seen while she stands there being like, on my own, pretending he's beside me. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> Dawson, like they flash to Dawson and he's like, oh, she's amazing. Um, I cry laugh when I watch it. So Dawson's Creek, I had a lot to say about that. I had more to say than I thought I did. Dawson's Creek doesn't doesn't hold up. The second one is uh, Charm. Do you guys remember that show <laughs> about the sisters that were witches? Um, the <laughs> the Hall that the Hallowell sisters. Maybe I can't remember. I don't even remember their names. This is a show that I didn't like love, but I would watch it. It, it was pretty popular. But I saw a rerun of it recently, and I was like, "This is maybe the worst show ever." It, it's not the the storylines are weird. And it's not scary, but I think you're supposed to think it is. And you can obviously tell that these women on the show don't like each other at all. Like, you've got, um, you've got Shannon Doherty, Alyssa Milano, who obviously can't stand each other. And then you've got Rose McGowan coming in somewhere in the middle and she doesn't like anybody. So yeah, that show doesn't hold up. And then the last one is a show that, again, I was not allowed to watch, but, I thought in my head that it was going to be this like amazing show because you know I wasn't allowed to watch it so I bet it's really good. And that is Beverly Hills 90210. Here's my main problem with Beverly Hills 90210. No one looks like a teenager in that show. No one. They all look like they're at least 25. And there is one character in particular and I think her name is Andrea. This woman looks like she has four children, a mortgage, and as a real estate agent, she's at least in her mid to late 30s, but she is playing a high school student, and I cannot get over it. I've watched a couple episodes thinking, I mean, could I think that she was in high school? And the answer is no. There's no way. It's it's like, was she playing the Drew Barrymore Never Been Kissed character? Was she undercover for a newspaper? Was that going to be a plot point that they just kind of forgot? Um it's just really bad. It's really bad. But it is fun to watch some of these shows because it does remind you of how much you loved them, a lot of them, and the kind of person that you were, the things that you thought were really cool, very interesting. But, you know, if you're if you're watching TV and you see these on, you should give them a, a look because it is humorous and it will amuse you. Alright guys that's it for this episode thank you so much for hanging out with me this week and of course I have a zillion other tv shows that I could talk about so we may do a uh, volume two of this pretty soon thank you again for leaving reviews and telling your friends and family to subscribe it just means so much to me and if you get a chance to leave a review on apple Podcasts, that would be so helpful I would so appreciate it If you want to find me on Instagram, it is super easy. I am at restingchurchface, and I hope you have a fantastic week, and let's get together again soon.